Uh, verse number 19, of course, don't forget Wednesday night, online church, 7 p.m., and we'll just continue to seek God and let him have his way in every part of our life together as a congregation. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 19. Then, now Nehemiah is speaking, Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Don't you love that last line, that statement of faith? Our God will fight for us. Amen. Would you say amen to the word of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I speak to you for a few moments on this subject. I borrow my title from part of the verse. The work is great and we are separated. The work is great and we are separated. Praise God. Nothing about uh, their circumstances was comfortable. And I, I, I jokingly uh, mentioned to another minister, uh, I guess I'm preaching about COVID-19 again. And really, I'm not doing that. I'm aware and I reference our circumstances. But really, our message is not COVID-19. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. Our message is not the world around us and how we make it better. Yes, we want to be lights and we want to have a, a, a make a difference, but our message is Jesus Christ. He is the way. Amen. It's his name that heals and saves and delivers. I know you believe that. And yet we do reference the reality of present day events circumstances, conditions, and how they relate to us. And it just so happens that we can look here many places, but here in this uh, passage in the book of Nehemiah, we can identify a people seeking to honor God even though their conditions and their circumstances were difficult. Obviously, we can look at that and draw some faith, encouragement, inspiration, and take some time, look at the whole story from the book of Nehemiah and review how they responded. Amen. I know God will fight for us. I hope you feel that way today. I know God will give us the victory, and he did for them. In their circumstance, uh, they were beyond uh, their own comfort zone and beyond what for them would have been ideal circumstances. And there was much to contend with. They had many adversaries, and their adversaries were, were strong and persistent. And, and, and in every way that you would look at how they were uh, handling what they were dealing with, uh, it reflects uh, after they began to to understand from Nehemiah the instruction and the direction, it reflects some of the greatest qualities, uh, qualities that we would want in our heart, faith in God, uh, the ability to work together unified with God's people, the ability to, to endure, overcome, persevere, even when the world around uh, them was pressing so much against them. They faced physical struggles, no doubt emotional and spiritual struggles. And even while I'm describing this, I hope you're saying, hey, I, I can relate to some of that. Amen. Because we believe and we recognize that even if we're in difficult conditions, God can give us the victory. Amen. 
God's power is greater than those things that come against us. And really it springs from the heart of this leader, Nehemiah. He recognized, even though his own circumstances, to some degree, were probably considered better than many of the others because of favor he had received in, in his position. But even Nehemiah, even in positive circumstances, he was able to rise above his own self-interest and hear and sense the voice of God calling him to make a difference. Amen. That beginning is a very important element because each of us, we have the same opportunity. Yes, it is pressing at times what we consider our own obstacles, our own challenges, but we have to learn to hear that voice of the Spirit, of the Word that calls us to get beyond our own circumstances and do the will of God. Amen. In Nehemiah chapter 1, here came the word to Nehemiah. He says, they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Verse number 4, and it came to pass when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. In chapter 2, it even describes how he related uh, this to the king that he was working for. It says that the king had asked him, why is your countenance sad? And Nehemiah responded uh, to the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchers, lieth waste and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Remember and understand that even when we are dealing with personal circumstances, whether they be good or bad, we are still called to the kingdom for such a time as this. In other words, I can apply it to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, where you are is not an accident. You're not just there for yourself. You are there because God wants to work and weave his purpose through your life. We have to believe that. Amen. We have to understand that often in life, God will, through his spirit and his word, call us to focus on something beyond even our personal need or our personal blessing. And in those moments, we need to recognize the work is great. The opportunity is, is, is extensive. And, and there will be no doubt so many things involved. But here I am, Lord. Use me for your holy purpose. Amen. And so Nehemiah's immediate reaction, he moved into a season of intercession, prayer, and fasting. And it's obvious that his intercession was pleasing to the Lord because God heard his cry and gave him favor, the favor he needed to accomplish the purpose of Almighty God. We must answer that call as it comes into our heart, not just to be committed to the cause, but to somehow believe that unless I get involved in 
intercession and crying out to God so that his purpose would be accomplished. If you have a sense of burden, if you look beyond yourself and see a work that God wants you to do, please remind yourself, I can't do it by myself. I can't accomplish it on my own. It's never by might. It's never by power, but it's by the Spirit of Almighty God. Amen. If you believe it, would you say amen, amen, amen. Too often we will commit to the cause, but we will not answer the call to intercession and to open up our hearts and cry out to God. But we can't be successful unless we ask and keep asking. Amen. We can't be successful unless we seek and keep seeking. We can't be successful unless we knock and keep knocking. What's that? That mean that means a heart that recognizes Lord you've called me to the kingdom for such a time as this there's a great work to do and I want to do it empowered by your spirit with your voice giving me instruction and direction I want God to have his way amen I want God to have his way. We have to recognize that. No wonder the distractions can, can create issues for us and, and sometimes just spiritual laziness. And we know that feeling. I just don't feel that, that drive right now to seek the Lord. And sometimes it's fear. And, and we must remember those things can derail the purpose of God. You should not be praying less right now. You should be praying more. Amen. We should not be looking to the word less right now. We should be looking to the word more. If you will, during this long season that, that we have been facing some of these unique and very challenging conditions. Maybe there's been an ebb and flow and, and near the beginning you felt that calling to intercession, that calling and drive to the word and to prayer and to leaning on the Lord and not your own understanding. And now that this season has lingered, I'm here to challenge you today. Let's not pray less Let's pray more. Let's not worship less. Let's worship more. Let's not offer ourselves less. Let's offer ourselves more because we want God to have his way. Amen. If you believe it, would you say amen? Amen. We want God to have his way. The work is great and we are separated. We have conditions that are so different than what we are used to operating as the people of God. Some online, some here in the building, uh, and, and even as you see the work of God around the world, even some of the way that we would normally operate, coming together for meetings, for services, for, for opportunities to really gain strength with fellowship with one another. The work is great. It's extensive. There, there's much to do, but we are separated. Amen. And in this moment of our lives, both as individual believers, as congregations, as the work of God throughout the world, this is a moment to realize my help 
cometh from the Lord. Don't do like those ancient people and forget your source. Don't do like those ancient children of Israel, not to somehow slam them or, or critique them because we all struggle with similar challenges. This is not the moment to forget. My help cometh from God that makes heaven and earth. He's my source. He's my strength. I'll walk with him. I'll bless his name. I'll answer the call to seek him. Amen. And to let him have his way. The work is great. And we are separated. The conditions are unusual. The way that we do things so different. How do you overcome? You've got to begin by relying on the Lord like never before. By calling out to him and letting him be your source. You've got to begin by answering that call to intercession and saying to yourself, I know I've got an enemy that's persistent, but I've got a God that's greater than the enemy that I'm facing. I know the conditions are, are very unusual and they're not comfortable, but I've got a father who knows what I'm facing. I've got a savior who's told me I'll never leave you or forsake. And so we follow him. Amen. It's a challenging moment in the work. It's a great work, much to do, much opportunity. And yet we are separated and we feel the pressure. In fact, maybe you can relate in, in Nehemiah chapter 4. Now in the, the translation I'm about to read from, it, it positions this uh, few words. It's a, three sentences. That, they are positioned as a lament. In fact, Judah, uh, the children of Judah are the ones that, that express this. And so we know that they were people of worship and music and praise. And so it's not a stretch to call this a lament, maybe even a song they sang. I, I won't make up a song, but, but this is the words to that song. We grow weak carrying burdens. There's so much rubble to take away. How can we build the wall today? Amen. You can turn that into a song, a little tune, maybe a rap. I don't know. Listen to it. We grow weak carrying burdens. There's so much rubble to take away. How can we build the wall today? Listen to that question. Uh, how can we build the wall today? Uh, we have the right cause. Uh, we have the right mission. Uh, we have the Savior that, that has called us to honor Him and honor His purpose. Uh, we know He's filled us with His Spirit. We know He's drawing us close to Himself. But here is this question under pressure through difficulty. How can we build the wall today? I want to just say it and make it plain. We won't do it on our own. We need divine favor. We need divine intervention. We need the awesome power of an awesome God. We can't do it in our own strength. But if we'll call on Him, if we'll call on His name, if we'll believe His promises, we can do the great work that He has called us to do. Amen, amen. They were successful because they relied on God and one another. They leaned on the Lord. They leaned on one another. They followed the instruction of God's voice in their life. And they had victory 
because God gave them favor and he blessed them. In fact, later in the book, in Nehemiah chapter 6, you kind of get the summary. So the wall was finished in the 20 and 5th day of the month Elul. In 50 and 2 days... And it came to pass uh, that when all our enemies heard thereof and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, uh, they were much cast down in their own eyes uh, for they perceived that the work was wrought of God. Even their enemies, uh, when they saw what was accomplished, uh, they had to confess, God helped these people. Amen. I want to look ahead now, whether it be a day, a week, 52 days, a few months. I don't know how long the Lord is going to tarry. I don't know exactly when the rapture is going to take place. I know it's soon, and I know there's a work to do until it happens. And on that very last day, when we begin to understand that the Lord is ready, and we hear that trumpet, we're going to be able to know the Lord. Lord has done great things. It's the Lord that helps those people. I think even in the short term, when you begin to operate in the purpose of God, leaning on Him, what about some of your detractors just stepping back and saying, God is helping those people? Amen. That's a great testimony. That's what we want to see happen. In our lives, seek him, listen for his voice, follow his instructions. Don't just start the work, finish the work. Let God have his way. The enemy was convinced that these people were already conquered. When you look at how the enemy was responding to them, the enemy was convinced that they were already conquered. Is there anybody out there today, anybody in the sanctuary today that can really look at your situation and say they had already written me off? But I feel faith. I feel boldness. I feel hope. Maybe the enemy already thought you were conquered. But today we're calling upon the name of the Lord and my help is coming praise God I've heard it said before sometimes pastors or ministers preaching I feel my help here today Amen. Don't you want to believe that God will give you the strength and the grace? You can go through this season, and I don't know if you'll say it at work on Monday, but you could say it or at least think it, I feel my help here today. I don't know if you'll say it when you're up against that opposition, if the Lord tarries and in the middle of the week there's pressure, but I think you can at least think it, I feel my help in here today. God has not left me. He is making a way for me. They built the wall because Nehemiah 4 and 6 says, the people had a mind to work. So we see a second component here. Not only did they build the wall and were successful be, because they were leaning on the Lord, because they were seeking his face, because they were working together and, and united and, and understood that they had to follow the direction that, that God was giving them. But the second thing that took hold was a new mindset. I have a mind to work. I want to do the will of God. I want to accomplish 
his purpose. We need to be willing to serve and honor God's purpose, even in conditions that are less than ideal. Amen. The work is great, but we are separated. There are things happening that make it more challenging. There are things we're facing that, that we're facing that are beyond what we faced before. And so it would be easy to let your mind twist into a mindset that says, see, I, I, just, I just can't waste my time. I can't just go and, and sacrifice and serve. I, I really, you know, what's the use anyway? And, and, you know, I never dreamed I'd have to go and face some of these things. But the scripture makes it clear they were successful because in each of them they were of a mind to work and to do the will of God hey could we be baptized again thank you for serving in the more convenient season but is there anybody that'll say the conditions are not ideal but I'm willing to serve I'm willing to do the will of God I'm willing to reach out and make a difference so that God's purpose can be fulfilled in my life and through my life. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 17. They which built the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it. Everyone with one of his hands wrought the work and with another hand held a weapon. For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side and so he builded. We need to recognize not only do we need a willingness to serve and a mindset that says, I want to serve, but we need to be willing to fight. In other words, yes, God has called us. And yes, we serve by offering our talent and our treasure and our, our abilities, our skills, and we find ways to make a difference in our world and in the work of God. Everyone should have that mindset. But at the same set, at the same time, even though we serve with our abilities, our skills, our talents, and even our treasure. We fight with those spiritual weapons that we have been equipped with and have gained understanding of along the way. Can I tell you today, the work is great and we are separated and the way that we'll overcome is by using our skills, our talents, our abilities, our talent, our treasure to serve, but then grabbing a hold of spiritual weapons like prayer, like the word like spiritual authority and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and saying I'll fight the fights that need to be fought so that there can be victory and great 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 glory by the power of almighty God amen amen they built the wall in 52 days relying on the Lord relying on one another Trusting God and working well together. They built the wall and accomplished God's purpose. Knowing that they needed to serve. And so they put their mind in gear and offered their talents. But not everybody had the luxury of just focusing on one thing. You heard what Nehemiah said. In every position and in every circumstance. They were working with one hand and fighting with another hand. They were serving with one hand and fighting 
fighting with another hand. Why? Because we can't put off the fight, but we can serve with our talents and our abilities, our skills, our treasure, our, our time. All of that can be used for God's glory. But at the same time, don't just decide I've done my part. Say, not only have I served, but I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to worship. I'm ready to see spiritual victory and strongholds come down. Amen, amen. Someone has to confront the principalities and the powers and the spirits, the wickedness in high places, and those things of darkness that are wreaking havoc in our generation. Someone has to be willing to fight and give God the glory. They overcame ridicule. They overcame constant uh, affliction and, and forces of the enemy turned against them. They overcame discouragement and fear. They overcome, overcame the physical separation from one another and the, the unfortunate need to almost have to work in isolation, but never isolated, always listening for a trumpet, always listening for the voice and what the Spirit is saying. You hear what I'm trying to do for you today is say even when you feel like you're isolated and separated, you can still listen for the same voice. You can still listen for what the Spirit is saying to the church. You can still have a heart for the will and the purpose of God. The work is great and we are separated but we can have victory through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. They pushed past the weariness, the physical pain. They rejected the threats and the taunts of the enemy. And God gave them the victory. Nehemiah said to them in chapter 4, verse 14, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. Don't let the enemy, the adversary, convince you that there's not a battle that can be won. Don't let him convince you that we're in a hopeless cause. Go ahead and, and renew your sense of purpose and resolve. Don't let the unusual conditions and circumstances keep you from offering yourself to do the will of God. Believe him. Trust him. Follow him. Know that he is able. Know that he will give you the victory. Rely on his strength. Overcome by faith in God. 52 days. I, I don't know. I happen to look on the calendar and starting tomorrow, 52 days is September the 9th. I wish it was a Sunday. I, I wish, but it's just a Wednesday, September the 9th. But why not start something? Amen. Why not start something? Why not just identify a place in the kingdom and in the work of God that needs someone to step in. Why not start something? 
And whether it be 52 days or a week or a month, maybe it's a Bible study with somebody via Zoom or FaceTime. Maybe it's just a regular season of intercessory prayer and you gather some people by phone or, or by FaceTime and say, let's pray every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday at this time. Why not start something? Amen. And say, I'm starting this because I believe God wants to give us the victory. You have a friend and they've confided in you. There's this need in my family. There's this need in my home. Why not start something together and say every day for just these 10 or 15 minutes uh, we're going to be separated but not isolated. We're going to pray together over this. Uh, we're going to fast several days over this and we're going to see. Why not start something and see what God will do there's that question. Hey, the work is great. We're separated. How can we build the wall today? Let the Holy Ghost help you answer that. I can build it by doing this, honoring God in this way. I can build it by serving in this capacity and, and sharing and investing and linking up with my brothers and sisters, even though distance separates us, we'll find a way to operate in the supernatural. We can build it by relying on the Lord, trusting Him to take something that seems so small and maybe so in, insignificant and using it for His glory. We can build it by saying, I know I was feeling weak, I know I was struggling, but now I've got a new mindset. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to worship. I'm ready to reach out. I want to see God do his work. In the name of Jesus, start building or rebuilding the wall today. I know that we could just withdraw. Here comes another wave of these challenges that are impacting our world. And if you're not careful, you will just shut down and say, I just gotta somehow ride this out. And I don't know what else I can do, but just somehow save myself. That's the enemy intimidating us, trying to convince us that our efforts won't make a difference. And yet tonight, or rather today, don't you feel, don't you feel the Spirit? Listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. No matter how young or how old, how much experience, how little experience, listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. How can we build the wall today? Let the Spirit show you and then honor God. Trust Him. Trust Him. Believe Him. Let His purpose be accomplished in your life. I want us all to lift our hands. We'll let the music play a little bit. There'll be a season of prayer. But there ought to be a collective voice right now of offering ourselves. Lord, I felt the heat. I felt the pressure. And at times I felt alone. But Almighty oh, God, show me what I can do to glorify you. Show me what I can do to make a difference. Show me and help me to understand through your spirit. I want to do something that makes a difference. The work is great. We are separated. 
But God wants to use us like never before. Offer yourself. Keep praying there. Keep glorifying God. Keep opening up your heart and pouring out everything that flows by the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord, I was fearful, but now I have fresh faith. I want the will of God to be accomplished in my life. Is there something you can fight for? Is there some family member you can fight for through prayer, for worship, through intercession? Is there somebody in the church family that you can encourage by coming along and saying, I know we can't be together all the time, but I'm here to fight with you so that God will give you the victory. Hallelujah. Pray, pray, pray. Ask God to give us the miracles that we need and the victories that can only come. I bless you in Jesus' name. Continue and see what the Holy Ghost will work in your life today and beyond. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 All the glory. All the glory.